All right, so today is going to be something a little different. This morning, we are gonna take a few moments and reflect quickly back on kind of what 2020 was for River Tree, but mostly we're going to look forward. I want this to be a time of anticipating what is coming this year. You can maybe think of this as a, like a state of the union address or a state of the church address, you know, a state of the river tree. And so let's, let's do it. Let's just dive in. Now it really goes without saying that last year didn't go anything like we anticipated. I would have absolutely laughed in your face if you had told me that we would only hold regular in-person services for the first two months of 2020. This was an adjustment. There was absolutely no question about that. Events we had planned had to be shelved. Mission opportunities disappeared. Our normal patterns dissolved. We scrambled to figure out what to do and how to do it. We racked our brains trying to come up with ways to stay connected with each other, to try to break free of this isolation. But this group did so much more than just try to survive. That's not what you did. This group wasn't satisfied with simply getting by. Instead, this group dug in and was determined to thrive. And really, thrive we did. I wrote an article for Bonham talking about the amazing things that we were able to do last year. Talk about the thriving events, the thriving growth opportunities we were able to have this past year. Uh, how we thrived in our relationships with God, our relationships with each other, and even our relationships in the surrounding communities. So I'm not going to rehash a lot of that here this morning. I sent out that article to you all a few months ago. If you missed it, please let me know. I can send it again because there's a lot of great things in there and I want to make sure that everyone knows all of the stuff we were able to do. Because that's been one of the weird things about this separation that we've been going through is it's, it's getting harder and harder for people to know about what other parts of the church are doing. We're kind of dispersing out, which is something we really want to get away from. We really want to talk about all the wonderful things that are going on. So if you missed that article, please let me know. I will send it back out to you and you can read about all the amazing things that River Tree did this past year. But now we want to look to the future. As proud as I am of everything we were able to accomplish last year, I am even more excited about the possibilities for this coming year. As cheesy as it may sound, I came up with a kind of mission statement for us for 2021. Many companies have a yearly vision statement, so you could think of this as kind of the same way. So the mission statement we've come up with for 2020, 2021, is, you know, my hope for us in 2021 is to be a church family that lives out our mission together through authentically loving God, graciously loving ourselves, and tangibly loving our neighbors. Now let's, let's walk through this a little bit. The first part of this is being a church family. A church family living out its mission together. Now this is really a powerful sentiment and can be a very powerful force. A church family is a group of people who are not merely coming together periodically to do something good or to volunteer a few weekends. No, you 
you can do that with the people you work with. A church family needs to be something more than that. A church family needs to be a group of people that genuinely love each other, that are bonded by faith, that are united in their collective desire to share the gospel and to love their neighbors. Now, this is a mission that is really overarching. This is a mission that needs to be all-encompassing. I want us to get to the point that when we reflect and think about our job, we wouldn't think of it as teacher, nurse, consultant, pastor, student, whatever it is. Rather, I want us to get to the point that when we think about our job, we think of, oh, my job is fulfilling the Great Commission. My job is making disciples out of all the nations. And that our daily occupations, those are just merely the avenues, the ways, the opportunities we get to fulfill our main job, making disciples. Think about many of the most well-known figures from our Bibles. Take Paul, for example. We think of Paul as an amazing missionary and, you know, the like greatest church planter. This is true, but he was a tent maker. That's seemingly how he made his money to be able to do those other things. Flip to the Old Testament. Take Deborah, for example. We think of her as an amazing military leader and a prophetess, the very mouthpiece of God. And this is all true, but her job was the equivalent of basically a modern lawyer. Even Jesus. We talk about all of the amazing things involved in Jesus' ministry, and rightly so, right? That's kind of the pinnacle of the biblical story in some respects. But Jesus' daily job was that of a carpenter. Jesus spent more time whittling wood than on his mission. So this, this idea sums up our opening statement of being a church family that lives out its mission together. Its mission together is fulfilling the Great Commission. Now, how do we do that? Well, that's what the second part of the statement is. We're going to do that through love. And there's three avenues of love that we talk about. Authentically loving God, graciously loving ourselves, and tangibly loving our neighbors. Now, these three avenues of love correspond to the three avenues we've talked about before as related to faith. The up, in, and out. The upward, that's our focus in our relationship with God. The inward avenue speaks of our relationships with each other and our relationships with ourselves. The outward avenue emphasizes our relationships with the community, with the world. So let's start with the up. This, this year, our focus on the up is going to be on authentically loving God. Now, the key word here is authentically. Authentic worship, authentic fellowship, authentic love with God is going to look very different for each one of us. How I best relate to God, how I best show my love and experience God 
is going to look different than how you do. You know, Kathy, Mark, plug your ears. I'm not a huge worship person. I mean, given the choice, I would rather read a book. I would rather meditate. I would rather do a Bible study for an hour than I would sing worship songs for an hour. That's just not how I connect the best. But I know for many of you, I've heard stories of, from you telling me that some of your best, some of your most deep, authentic experiences, spiritual experiences with God, have come through song, have come through music, come through dance, come through art. Now, no one way of experiencing God is better than another. That's, that's the idea, is they are all equally great. You just have to find the one that works best for you. So the idea behind this statement is that we want each and every one of you to find that avenue, that way that you experience God the best. We want to come alongside of you as you explore. We want to give you tools to try new things, to find ways to love God, to find ways to experience God. So to do that, we are going to be focusing on a few different methods of connecting with God throughout the year. And for the first part of the year, our up focus is going to be on prayer. Now, our big challenge as a church family is to log 1,000 hours of prayer by the end of June. Now, that sounds like a lot. Believe me, I know. But I ran some quick numbers, and that breaks down to about 10 minutes a day per person. So you do a you know, one-hour prayer walk, that, that's most of your prayer time for the week. I think that 10 minutes a day sounds a lot more achievable than 1,000 hours, right? So that, that's going to be a theme this year. It's going to be breaking things down into small, manageable chunks. 10 minutes a day. Now, continuing forward, on the personal side, we want to challenge you to find a new method of prayer a new prayer mechanism for connecting with God. There are dozens, if not hundreds, of different prayer types, different ways to prayer. Things like the prayer of examine, like Dio Divina, meditative prayer walking, the list goes on and on. Now, if you have never heard any of those words before, that's good, that's great. We're going to explain a lot of them. And we're going to do them together over the next few months. In addition to this, we want to challenge each and every person, each and every member of the River Tree family, to get into a prayer relationship with someone else in the River Tree family. Now, I really struggled to find a less cheesy term, but I, I couldn't think of anything else other than we want you to have a River Tree prayer buddy. Someone that you regularly pray with. Someone who can go on this journey with you. Someone who can personally encourage you, that you can encourage, that you can just walk together with on this journey of discovering new ways to prayer, discovering new ways to connect with God. So that is our up avenue right now. Now, our focus on our in avenue is going to be on graciously loving ourselves. Gracious loving is maybe perhaps the deepest kind of love. It's loving despite faults. 
It's loving despite missteps, despite hurt feelings. Now, this kind of love can be both internal and external. I would argue that the person we often show the least amount of grace toward is ourselves. And self-care and emotional health is going to be a big part of what we want to do this year. And so to start out with that, we're going to start with something hopefully pretty simple. We want to incorporate, we want to challenge you to incorporate 15 minutes of daily self-care into your routine. That might sound simple, but I know that's going to be a challenge for some. I know it is for me. I'm honestly pretty bad at this. We often get so busy worrying about someone else or caring for others, just running around so much that we forget to care for ourselves. And eventually, this leads us to burning out or completely breaking down. And that's not good for anyone. That's obviously not good for us, but that's not good for the people around us. So we're hoping this can be one small step that we can take together as a church family to try and help prevent this. So what self-care looks like will, again, be completely up to you. It'll look different for each and every one of you. I know for me, one of the things I do is I play video games. I just got a new game for Christmas and I just started it where I am running around an island gathering the powers of all the Greek gods and just punching big monsters. That's one of the ways I unwind and relax. For you, it could be reading a book. It could be exercising. It could be getting one of those cheesy as seen on TV foot massagers and just sitting in that for 10-15 minutes a day. It could be taking an afternoon nap. Whatever it is, let's really, really try to make it a priority. But over the next few months, we will focus on making it part of our daily routine. So that hopefully over time, it does become a routine. And we don't have to think about it. It becomes ingrained into just what we do. And that we can sustain our level of love, our level of care, longer and longer because we're taking care of ourselves. Now, on the church-wide side of this avenue, we want to focus on growing into more than a church family. We use the family language a lot here at River Tree, and we want to push this to the next step. And that is we want to genuinely live life together as a church family. So our goal is to have two completely non-mission, non-quote-unquote church-related activities in the first half of the year. Something similar to our virtual Christmas party. There, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the missionary activities, the kind of big church activities. You, you need those. But we want to create an atmosphere where we don't have, well, these are, these are my church friends, that I do church things with, and these are my other friends that I do everything else with. We want to create an environment here where it's family, not church family, church friends, these are work friends, these are whatever friends. We want these to just be family, to just be your chosen family. 
And so we're gonna have to be creative, obviously, with this. You know, we can't do a lot of what we'd love to do. You know, some of the ideas we had when we first started thinking about this was we'd go camping, we could do baseball games, things like that. Obviously, that can't happen for the for a little while. So we're gonna have to kind of get into our mindset and get those creative juices flowing, come up with fun things we can do together. But it's worth it because we want to continue to build and deepen these relationships. We want to continue moving toward being a family. There's the notion or the saying that you can't choose your family. Well, in this case, we kind of can. We're changing that. In the words of Ash Ketchum, I choose you, River Tree. We choose each other here. And more importantly, God chose us to be together in this moment. So let's take that and let's run with it. So that's our in focus for the next few months. Lastly, our out focus, our out avenue, is going to be on tangibly loving our neighbors. Now, tangibly is the key word here. This is a group of people. We are a group of people that love, that love people. That, that sounds like a weird way to say it, but this is a group of people that loves investing in relationships. When I first moved here, first took this job, first started meeting a lot of you, I had meetings with local pastors. And a couple of times, one of the very first things that came up when they were reflecting upon River Tree was that this is a group of people that loves being the boots on the ground. They love physically helping out in any way possible. So this year, we want to take that desire, that natural leaning, and push it to the next level. We want us to dig deeper into this community. I want us to focus on building foundations with people around us. And so to do that, we have two challenges here. The first one, on the personal level, is that we want everyone in River Tree to foster a new relationship over the next few months. Now that might sound strange. I'm basically saying, go make a new friend. That, that sounds like something your mom says when you've just moved, right? Just go make a new friend, honey. It'll, it, it'll be okay. But we have some really good reasoning behind this. We want to get rooted into the issues of this community. To do that, we need to be invested in this community. We need to have relationships in this community. We have to have friends in this community. And the wider that circle of friends is, the wider that circle of relationships is, the more we'll know, the more we'll learn about this community, the more we'll learn about the issues that are impacting people in this community. Now, I know there's probably going to be some mixed emotions about this. You know, there are some people that can walk into a restaurant and come out of it with three new friends. Wow, there's other people, and some of you, maybe this person, you might have had a mini heart attack at the thought of going out and meeting someone new. That's okay. We're going to work through this together. We're going to set small goals. We're going to talk about strategies. And before you know it, you're going to be off and running. And you're, you're going to have new relationships, new friendships forming. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for it. Now, our second goal in this category, our second challenge, is going to be at the life group level. We want to challenge each of our life groups to plan 
and execute two missional activities in the first half of 2021. We want this to reinforce the idea that mission is a personal and regular task. It's something that we should always be on the lookout for. And so we're going to really lean on our life groups to do that this year. Because our life groups are the, the people you probably see the most. You're seeing this group of people once a week. Seeing virtually. You know what I mean. You're contacting. You're seeing, talking with these people all the time. And so we want to get mission into these groups. The reason for this is it makes us more agile. It makes it so we can respond to things faster. We, we often think of mission as these big church-wide activities, the big projects. And those are super important. Those aren't going to stop. Those are still a very vital part of mission. But we want to continue pushing mission smaller and smaller, narrowing in our focus. Because if you have more involvement in a mission, in, a, in an outreach, in a relationship, you kind of get more ownership over it. I am really, really excited to see how mission plays out this year at River Tree. I am really excited to see what kind of creative missional outlets our life groups come up with. I think this is going to be an amazing year. A mission year that'll, unlike anything River Tree has seen before. And I, I cannot tell you how excited I am for, for all of this. Now, that, that was a lot. That, that seemed like a ton of stuff, right? But I think it is all manageable. With everything we talked about, we're going to start small. And we're going to do it all together. You know, it could be things, a coffee date here, a prayer phone call here. And before you know it, you're going to be well on your way to meeting a lot of these challenges. And this isn't something we're just going to throw out to you and then not talk about again. We're going to be providing lots of resources. We're going to be having special videos focusing on different aspects here. We're going to have material we're going to send out. We're just, this is something we really, really want to be focusing on together. We're going to bring up these ideas and these goals here in sermons on Sunday. And it's going to be really, really fun. Now, speaking of sermons... This year, we're going to do something kind of different and kind of fun. Starting next week, we are going to start preaching together through the book of Matthew. Now, if you recall, the book of Matthew is a pretty big, beefy book. It's going to take us quite a while to get through it. Now, we'll take periodic breaks to do little one-off series, little fun series. But the main chunk of what we do for the foreseeable future is going to be rooted in the book of Matthew. And we chose Matthew specifically because it reflects a lot of the things that we want to focus on this year. The sense of mission in Matthew is amazing. It, it is insane. Matthew focuses on bringing the word, on bringing the mission of Jesus into new contexts. And that is something we really want to try to emulate. And I can't tell you how excited I am to dive into this book with you. I've spent the last, you know, two months or so really doing deep dives into Matthew. And there is so much good stuff there. And I cannot wait to get into it with you. 
excuse me, a quick spoiler alert, I guess, you know, the climax of the book of Matthew is really the culmination of the most famous missionary verse in the entire Bible, the Great Commission. So in Matthew 24, we are given the directive to go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. This is really the heart of why we are. We, as the church, we exist to try to fulfill this commission, to make disciples. This is the center of what we're called to do. And this is what is driving everything about our hopes and our plans and our goals for 2021. I really want this to be our theme this year. So this is what I want to leave us with today. This verse, this commission, making disciples of all the nations. Now, we, Little River Tree Community Church out in Ballon, Missouri, we're not going to single-handedly fulfill this commission. We are not going to make disciples out of everyone. We're not meant to. That, that would be ridiculous. That would be biting off way more than we can chew. But what we can do is focus on doing more than before. We can focus on being a little better than last time, on growing a little more, on taking another step. And just like some of the challenges and goals we talked about, if we move slowly forward, continue walking, we'll be amazed at how much we can do. So really hold on to this verse this year. Say it to yourself every day. When you're brushing your teeth in the morning, just say to yourself, make disciples of all the nations, you know? Or maybe when you're in the morning washing your face, doing your makeup, whatever, say it to yourself in the mirror. Look into your own eyes and say, go and make disciples. Really make it a part of your day. Really make it a part of who you are, of who we are as the River Tree family. And if we do that, 2021 is going to be an amazing year. I am so excited to just think about this time next year, you know, the first sermon we give in 2022, where we kind of recap what's happened and look forward. I am genuinely excited for that day to talk about all of the amazing things that I know are coming this year. Join me as we pray. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you that this specific group of people is here at this specific point in time together in this specific location. This family that is River Tree has been chosen by you. And we cannot wait to, to continue to fulfill that calling. We cannot wait to continue moving down that path of reaching this community, of spreading your love, of spreading your joy, and of spreading your gospel. And so, Lord, we just ask that as we walk boldly, as we take the next faithful step into this year, into 2021, that we could do it with you, that we would be open to your voice, that we could feel your calling. 
and we just asked that we would go to it, that we would run to it, and we could excitedly leap off into the unknown, into whatever this year has for us. We ask all this in your precious name. Amen.